Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today in our study of 1 John, we're going to be studying 1 John 3.3. We're going to discuss our purification through hope. So 1 John 3.3 reads, And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. So first we're going to look and see why doctrine is crucial to our purification. So notice the wording that John uses to describe the hope we have. Everyone who thus hopes. So it's not a broad term. It's not ever, He didn't say, and everyone who hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. He says, everyone who thus hopes in him. So the word thus is, impure, is important because it shows that the hope we have is not a broad subject to ta- change feeling. It is a concrete, unchanging hope that is revealed to us in Scripture. And it has context to it. So, before we go any further, we have to remember that we must root our hope in the doctrine that the Bible teaches. Our hope is not based on some warm feelings we have. Now, feelings are important, and the Bible seeks to foster those through sound doctrine. So, we can't create the, we can't have true joy without truth, and that truth is given to us from God. So, what is the doctrine that we must know? When John says, thus, what is he referring to? So in this context, John in the prior verse talked about our glorification. Knowing the doctrine of our glorification is crucial to our hope. So John didn't invent this doctrine one day. He wasn't like, he didn't just wake up like, poof, resurrection from the dead. However, it was talked about. It had been talked about by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 at length. And people in Jesus' time seem to know about it too. So, one passage on that is where Martha tells Jesus concerning her dead brother Lazarus, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. It's found in John eleven twenty four. And so we must remember that Jesus is not only the cause of the resurrection, but he is the resurrection and the life. So that seems a bit off topic, but that's what John eleven twenty five teaches us. After Martha says that, that she knows that Lazarus will rise again in the resurrection on the last day, that's where Jesus takes the topic. He doesn't, he not only affirms, he doesn't affirm that explicitly, rather, he says, he knows that's true. However, he says that not only is that true, but he says he is the resurrection life. Or, well, he says I am the resurrection life, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So, we have to dwell on that truth and remember that. Not only is Jesus the cause of the resurrection and the cause of our hope, but he is our hope. He is the resurrection and the life. He is eternal life. And we can't have eternal life without Jesus. He is that life for us, and he is the resurrection for us. And so we can't separate those two. That's a mistake we often make. We can't separate Christ and doctrine. Christ is our eternal life. Christ is our resurrection. And we cannot split the two. That is a serious mistake. It's like splitting atoms. When you do that, it goes boom. (laughs) So, next we're going to look at purification through hope. So, what does John mean by purify? So, I'm going to use an analogy for this, and that's going to be meat. It's a great example. Meat is cooked to purge away any disease or bacteria inside the meat. This purification not only makes the meat free from bacteria and disease, but it also makes the meat much more enjoyable. I mean, think about it. Which would you rather have on your dinner plate? Raw meat 
or a nice cooked steak. So, in the same way, the hope we have helps us to look to Christ and our future with Him during those times of struggle when the fire is burning away the disease of sin, that purification. Then we are not only free from sin, but we enjoy Christ more. And so we need to, when we're going through those hard times, look to the hope we have. When God uses sufferings to purge away the sin in us, and we kill the flesh daily, we can look to the hope of our resurrected bodies and our glorification with Jesus. And again, we need to look to Jesus because He is our resurrection, and He is our life. So notice that this purification is given to everyone who hopes in Christ and our future glorification with Him. The doctrine of our glorification is not exclusive for scholars or seminary theologians. It is available to everyone through God's word. So few chapters seem so much like a theology textbook like 1 Corinthians 15. It is a great place to study this doctrine. It is a pretty long chapter, almost solely dedicated to the doctrine of our glorification with Christ. And it not only does it tell us the facts, but it shows us how we are to apply it to our life, how we are to live in light of that. Paul ends that chapter saying how we should live because of that. And so that is how we are to use this. As we grow in knowledge of the doctrine of glorification, we must prayerfully apply it to our lives by clinging to the hope of glorification. Paul didn't give the doctrine of glorification and was then like, oh good, now you know more stuff and then you can win a few more arguments and you know, that's it. No, he applied it to life as we should. We must live in that hope. We must not let the hope just sit idly in the back of our brain. We have to apply it to life. And so when those trials come and the suffering comes, as sin is being purged away from us, we have to look to Christ and our future with him. We must look to Christ as our resurrection and as our life. So we must also realize that our hope gives us an eternal perspective. So we have a tendency to look around at the world and let that be all we think about. We have a big tendency to only focus on the present. So focusing on the present is important, but God gave us the past, the present, and the future. And all are important. So instead of thinking only on the present, we must look to the future as well so we can follow Christ's command to not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And he goes on to say, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's found in Matthew 5, 19-21. So Christ knew the importance of the present, and he knew the importance of the past. He taught from the past. He taught from the Mosaic Law by summing it up in love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But he also knew that we are to look to the future for hope. And we are to look to the future to help our present now. And so when trials come, we can be at peace, knowing that one way or another, God is working for his glory and for our good. And no matter what comes, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. See Romans 8.39 for more on that. So to summarize, 
We must pursue knowledge about our future with Christ. It is vitally important to us that we know what our future is and we, so that we can rejoice in that. And we must apply that knowledge in life and take joy in the hope it provides through the hills and the valleys. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. Thank you.